Sasha. Hey, Courtney. Where do ghosts get their news? Um, I would guess Nbusi Frightly Booze with Lester Gould. That's what you'd guess. That's what I'd guess. Well, I heard they like the Washington Ghost. Well, you know, it's important to consume, you know, your news from more than one place, so... That's true. It's media literacy. And spoop hour. the vibrations zelda was like fuck all y'all you're recording for the first time in like three weeks i'm gonna purr directly into this damn microphone yes surprise surprise we're back we're back and (laughs) the problem with having a backlog that you then work through means that it's been like on our end it's been like probably three weeks since we've recorded Mm -hmm. on y'all's end it's only been a week hello hello we're back the cat is out of the bag out of the bag she and wants her own podcast in her microphone <laughs> there is a podcast called the purrcast not to be confused with stephen ray morris's the purrcast with three r's <laughs> and genuinely all it is it's like 30 second clips of cats purring so if you need some cats purring the purrcast with two r's <laughs> they're not a sponsor of today's episode but maybe they should be yeah anyway we are just gonna do a real quick episode because there has been a lot of spoop in the news lately. Yes, and, and we keep sending each other links to things. And being like, this is this is the most bananas thing I've ever read. And then the other one goes, this is the most banana thing I've ever read. And it's like, what the fuck is happening? Everything is terrible. Everything is bananas. So we felt that it would be best to dedicate it, an episode to it, mm-hmm. because otherwise we're not going to do justice to these crazy spooky happenstances. So before we get into that... Tell me, what spooky things have happened to you in recent history? <sighs> oh, God. Okay. So I haven't told you the Korean barbecue story You sure yet haven't. Because it was phenomenally disturbing. Yay! And Did you eat human meat? Spoilers. No. The, I will say the least disturbing part of this was is the that the, the meat was very good. I believe it. Yeah. Human is delicious. Uh, it was just uh, uh, it was uh, just beef. I think <laughs> we tried. To, we ordered a little bit of pork mm-hmm. and chicken, but mostly beef because that was the easiest thing for our waiter to remember. Sure. The secondly spooky thing was that I not only saw some of my current students and their friends who also I know, who I also know and yeah. who know me. I also saw former students. No. Because this was well, a new Korean barbecue there. restaurant that opened like in the town. Oh yeah. And it's the second Virginia location of a really good place, a little over visually overwhelming for me because it's like a lot of like neon lights and like loud music. Something spooky is happening to me right now. Uh-oh. It's with has to do with the story. You can finish oh, it okay. and then I'll tell you. But but we went to this restaurant. Sorry and, for making this face. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um <laughs> And so we thought it was going to be a good time because we liked the other place. We were like, oh, well, let's go to this one. Well, mm-hmm. it turns out they were still in a soft open. So our plan to have like this big birthday thing at the restaurant didn't go the way we wanted to because mm-hmm. they weren't ready to do the big birthday thing. The worst part of this night was our <laughs> waiter. And I usually don't want to complain about wait staff. I'm usually not the type of person who like... Can I will speak s- to your manager, white ladies all Right, over. and I won't... I my, my friends and I tend to also be like the most easygoing people in terms of like bad service where we're like, eh, they might be having an off night or eh, we're a group of 10 people. That's a lot of people to like be trying to manage. No. First off, he'd never he we had to ask him to get us waters and the bowls of rice, which usually just like appear at the table as soon as you sit down, which is like how this company yeah. runs. He could not remember anyone's drink orders. Mm-hmm. And we said, Why don't you do this half of the table first and then you can do the other half of the table so you only have to remember five things, or maybe you could write it down. It got to the point where he couldn't remember what flavor of soju anyone ordered. And mm. that he was like, I just brought all of these and I'm just going to say that you might like this one. Oh my and you God. you might like this one. 
Like, he just kind of guessed for us. Okay. We had to order our meat, like, all of our meat orders multiple times. He wouldn't give us the type of grill that we wanted. We wanted the flat top grill. He says, no, that's for other things. I was like, well, that's the only one that we use when we go to the other locations. So, like, I don't see why we have to use this other one. Because this other one has a lot of big holes in it. Mm-hmm. And the bulgogi shrinks and falls into the hole. And so and then... And then the bulgogi it, burns. It burns and it catches on fire. And then, like, and the grill catches on fire. Because you're like, because I wanted to eat that. I wanted to eat that, right? He couldn't remember our orders. We had to keep asking him over and over again. Okay. And when he did bring us food, it was never what we ordered. And then there was this point in the night where I got up to go to the bathroom. And I was texting my friend from the toilet, as he wanted, <laughs> you know, does. I have gotten those texts from the, you, yes. The, the bathroom is the quietest place in the restaurant. I was getting a little bit, like, sensory overload. And mm-hmm. I was getting stressed out by this guy. And I thought it was just me. And so I walked past, like, the, the host's booth and thought, I could go over there and ask for us to get this switched out but I don't know if the other nine people in my party are as uncomfortable as I am so I just went to the bathroom and as I was leaving the bathroom a couple other guys from our group went to the bathroom they walked past us and they're like (laughs) and I was like "Ooh, what happened and so I got back to the table and our waiter had basically exiled Brad what? Um, Brad, you don't get Brad, to do that. Brad had gone to the bathroom and left his seat open. And so the waiter pushed his seat over and was cooking the meat for us over like the, the Korean barbecue grill. And our one friend, who's Who a girl, was sitting here and she was leaning into her fiance like this Jesus. because he Podcast was hovering over. Sasha's all up in my business. I'm all up in Courtney's <laughs> business because the waiter was leaning over her Jesus. trying to grill, right? And so she was really that uncomfortable. It seems unsafe because you're going to set somebody on fire. Right. And she's just like this. And I looked at her and she's looking past, you know, past his yeah. back at me. And I was like, what the fuck? And so, so Brad couldn't get back to his seat. And he was, like, so in the zone and kept cutting the meat into really small, like, unbiteable pieces, like, un- inedible pieces, basically. They were falling through the grate. And so the other dudes we were with were like, hey, man, uh, we got it from here. We-, we can take care of it. He goes, no. What? No, you can't. So he's, like, cutting the, the pork belly into, like, like half a centimeter thin no, strips and ruining everything so and then good. overcooking and charring the chicken. And meanwhile, our end of the table, on our grill, we've been asking this guy for our meat. Our grill is empty and it's cold because the fire went out. Finally, Jack's brother was like, and Jack's brother is like the easiest going person. He's never going to speak up in a situation that he's uncomfortable. He looks at me and then looks at Jack and then looks at our other friends. He's like, what's happening here? (laughs) And he started thinking like, this guy's really weird. He's like very zeroed in on what he's doing. His eyes are really glassy. One of his eyes was completely red. Like it was just all bloodshot and he had a big bruise on his face. Yikes. And we were like, he either has a concussion or he's on drugs. Yes, something has happened. So something has happened. And so we were all very uncomfortable. And so Jack was able to be like the person because again, all of us are very easygoing people who don't (laughs) Don't want to ever say anything. So finally Jack (laughs) stepped up and like pulled like like pulled over another waiter who was like, please help us. Please we're so hungry. And so they used they used the headset to like call him over and another waiter came over and finally we were like, can we please have three orders of Hawaiian bulgogi and please. this order and this order and this order? We are so hungry. And also like 30 minutes ago, we asked for rice, please. Like we're starving. We have families. We have families. It doesn't have to be this like, way. It doesn't have to be like this. And so they pulled him over and we could see him like talking to like managers and whatever. And they pulled him away and he had left. And then this other nice guy whose name was Simon was like, hi, I will be taking care of you guys for the rest of the night. And we were like, thank you, Simon. And we were like, all so much happier until they put our waiter back on the floor to like host another other table a table who came in after us oh no they came in after us they left before us and they all looked miserable when they were leaving and then this guy started hovering like around our table and he was just standing there looking at us jesus and christ so this is where the night takes like a left a turn dark turn to follow you to fucking car it's like in the back, just staring at us. And he comes closer to us and is staring at He's us. Gonna and he finally you. comes up to Jack and goes, what did I do wrong? And Jack was like, uh, it just wasn't working out, man. That, like, and please understand, the way Sasha just did that, podcast on a visual medium. I looked I deep am, into her eyes and got in her face. It is truly a, it puts the lotion in its skin when delivered like that. What did I do wrong? So we're all like, ah! and so he, he leaves 
And then he, like, starts hovering behind our friend Steve. No! And is just staring at us. And I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I stopped eating because I was like, right, I, <laughs> I might need to run. I might need to leave. Like, he could, like, squirt oil on the fire and we could all be charged with that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, my, And I was telling my mom this story. She's like, he could have burned you guys alive. And I was like, I know, I'm so scared. <laughs> my, my mom oh my was very God. much like worst case scenario. You know, this and, is supposed to be a true story about something that happened to you, right? And you're not just telling me an urban no, legend. No, this is... Doesn't it sound like an urban legend though? And, so and he, that man turned out to be the West Side cannibal. And so he kept asking, like kept pulling us aside. And like, it got to the point that like none of us were going up to go to the bathroom anymore because we were like, we're not leaving this table without <laughs> everyone else. Like the other nine people at the table. And so... It took us forever to check out, and not just because we were a big party, but because they messed it up, and we thought they comped our drinks because we had such a terrible time. No, they just forgot to charge us for the drinks. Oh my god! So they canceled the entire order after we all, like, you know, did our things, and then we had to go up, we decided we were going to go up to the entrance to, like, open up our table, and just because we want to be closer to the exit, we just need to, like, get the hell (laughs) out of here. (laughs) And so, myself and the other two girls in our party, we were, like, kind of huddled together, and there he was. He just kept hovering around us and started walking, like, really close to us, and kept going up to every guy in our group going what did I do wrong what did I do wrong and we were like he either has no sense of what's wrong he's on drugs or he's gonna murder us and wear our skin porque no los all three barbecue our skin on the grill mm, um, crispy Sasha belly right Ooh, Sasha that belly. yeah like a lot of good layers of, I mean like, I'm not gonna say I wouldn't eat it yeah we left and all of us sped walk to our cars looking over our shoulders <laughs> because we were like uh and then, so Jack and I went to Shilla Bakery Yay! to pick up pick up breakfast bread. Love and Shilla. and I kept like looking over my shoulder. I was like really antsy. And then Jack saw that he was like double like his, his one credit card got like it was like blocked Uh-oh. because of this like the double charge. And someone else's credit card got double charged. And it was this whole nightmare. And we finally got home, and we were all ten of us were accounted for at the house in locked doors. And locked doors. And they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, did you tell Sasha that we saw Andrew in the parking lot?" And I was like, "What?" And they didn't, oh. but they they started doing this thing like all night where they were like, yeah, you know, He's he was just like at you. the Wegmans, he was at the he was at the Harris Teeters, oh, he was no. in the parking lot. He followed us home, and I was like, I want to sleep tonight. He was in my shower. You're in my clothes. It was He's very in our scary. attic, Sasha. But the, the worst thing is when we finally went on to like Yelp. <laughs> because we were like, none of us have ever left a Yelp review, but we were but like, now well, something needs to be done. Someone three days earlier posted about the same guys. Oh. <laughs> and apparently the other, the we we heard from one of the managers that they had been getting complaints about this guy. And we were like, why is he still on the floor? Yeah. But also, he is creepy as fuck. Why and is he so, still on the floor and he doesn't have somebody to like shadow, shadow him? him? Like to be the like. The way he's shadowing us, yes. asking us, what did I do wrong? I've never worked the service industry, but my understanding is when someone is in training or maybe needs an extra little bit of boost, like, someone comes with them just to see how they're doing and be like, how's yeah. your night going? And, and is that he was doing the okay? case with some of the other waiters. Yeah. Where they had someone shadowing. And so I was just like, I'm... I, I'm the p- type of person who never leaves negative reviews. I never speak up when I'm uncomfortable. No, I left all like, the negative reviews for our last apartment yeah, complex. <laughs> I, if I am in an uncomfortable situation, I just try to find an out without upsetting anyone because I just don't want to cause any trouble for anyone. Right. I was legitimately scared for all of our safety. Right. <laughs> and again, Fuck. I'm friends with like big dudes. Yeah. And even the big dudes were like, I mean, we could take him. But he's gonna but try also, something. he's gonna try something. Like, <laughs> everyone was on edge. Just and it's we can't unusual take him because we we're very, like, easygoing people. Yeah. And it's like, you know, yes, we were, we thought that, at the beginning of the night, we were giving him the benefit of the doubt. Like, right. oh, we're a big group. And then it got to the point that, like, you could ask him, like, we just want a basic order of raw beef mm-hmm. bulgogi. Just one. That's it. Just give and us anything. And he'd go... And he'd come back and he'd be like, uh... Oh my god. You guys asked for pork belly? No, we asked for beef bulgogi. But sure, pork belly. Just bring something. Anything that's meat, (laughs) bring it. (laughs) Yikes. It was very bizarre. Yeah. But that was probably the creepiest thing that happened to me. And I still think about it. I don't want to walk in parking lots at night now. (laughs) I mean, that's probably... I don't want to ever go to that restaurant ever again. I don't want to be near that place ever again. Okay. Well, and what sucks is like my mom works near there. Oh, so no. She was like, I'm going to see him. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to know and he's going to go, did I do anything Doesn't wrong to, to your daughter? daughter? He's going to be wearing my skin. Anyway, please write in, Augie. I know it's going to be you. But if anyone would like to write in a creepypasta version of that story, 
Please substitute out someone else's name for Sasha's. I don't think her little heart can take it. I if could it's not her. take it if it's me. Do but not. No, no Sasha Pork Billy. No Sasha Pork Billy. But like, <laughs> maybe something bad happens to, what's a name that we don't know anybody? Carol? I don't know any uh, Carols. My, mm, uh, my grandma's middle name is Oh, Carol. damn it. Um, I don't know. Pick a name, an unusual name. And maybe write a creepypasta about that person experiencing this where this guy turns out to be cannibal or something spooky and email it to spoophour at gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. You could even name her like Snowdrop. There we go. Snowdrop just would literally be a great anything. Name. Yeah, just call her something. Just not Sasha because her little heart can't take it. But I really want to see what you creative assholes come up with. So, what was the creepy thing? You were giving me a look. I was. Have you been to this restaurant? No, no. but I went to the dentist today. Oh, God. And Andrew was there. Andrew was there. <laughs> and he said, did I do anything wrong? And then he put his hands in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so you're unable to so speak. So I couldn't do anything. Oh. And that, that's why I've been dead for 47 oh, yeah. years. No, I'm so sorry. Years. I spent the first like 17 minutes talking no, that's about fine. this terrible this restaurant This is going to be a full fucking spoof hour. It's whatever. <laughs> no. So my dentist was just, we were just like shooting the shit. And somehow the topic of like, authentic Asian cuisine came up. So we were talking about like authentic Asian cuisine. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned like, yeah, I love the block and like basically anything in Annandale is going to be a good bed. And then he was like, have you been to Four Sisters? And I was like, fuck oh, yeah, I've been to, Four Sisters. It's, so it's so fucking good. I'm like half the time that's where we do my birthday dinner, son. Get the multi-course meal. It's with the so family. Good. Yeah, so good. Anyway, I love their pho. Their pho might be my favorite pho. I haven't pho. had their pho yet because I always get the multi-course yeah. meal. <laughs> I, since I've discovered that their pho is like my favorite pho, mm-hmm. I don't get much of anything else. But anyway, Ooh. this is neither here nor there. We were talking about good Asian food of mm-hmm. various regions and cuisines. And I'm pretty sure he told me about that restaurant. Yep. Because he mentioned, he mentioned soft opening and he mentioned that it was like visually overwhelming and people were complaining. The spooky thing that happened to me just now is I talked about that with my dentist today. I've never seen this dentist before. I did not know we were going to be talking about this, (laughs) but here we are. are. And then he put his hands in my mouth. But not in a creepy way. In but a in a dental, professional dental, dental professional. context, let's see what's going on in there. <laughs> not in like a, here's my hands. Give me your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Please, when you write your creepy pasta version of this, Augie, again, it can be any of you, but I'm assuming it's going to be Augie, and we'll have to talk about Augie here in a second. But please make that mm. Andrew's catchphrase. Give right. me your, your teeth. teeth. Augie sent us, this is not a spooky thing that happened. This is an amazing thing that happened. This is an amazing happened. thing that happened. We I, tweeted about I, it. I cry every time. I, I get it. Every time I look at it, I get happier. We need to figure out where we want to yeah. put it so that we can look at it always down when we're down here. Oh, yeah. She cross-stitched from a few episodes back, we were talking about the time I saw a peacock in Southern California when I learned that peacocks are just hanging out there. Yeah. And the one that I saw was eating smashed french fries on the sidewalk. Be beautiful. Eat garbage, eat gar- be beautiful. Yeah. Eat garbage, but be pretty. But something be pretty, like that. Or yeah. like, eat trash, but be pretty. Um, it was a very good quote. It was a great quote. And also, motto to live by. Yes. And that I believe that's what we said at the time. We were like, if that's not a big mood, I don't know what the fuck is. And Augie of the... <sighs> podcast the short stories of Augie Peterson of the incredible human being Being. encased in her perfect body we love her we love her so much she stitched it for us onto a little hoop with a little peacock Peacock feather feather and a little ghost fabric border and I couldn't handle it and Sasha can't handle it and neither of us can handle it and it's just it just makes me so happy every so time I see it good Augie thank you we when, love when you when you sent me the photo of it because I wasn't home mm-hmm. I shoved the photo into Jack's face and was like look at our fans make us I, I don't even think I included text in that text you no, because you just, I could not process it you just it. screamed it was just like you screamed I was just like I can't I, I can't I it just was, Wonderful. I, it's amazing. And also, at about the same... Like, we had a good mail day because we also got a letter from um, 33% Pulp. We did. With a magnet. Swag. Yeah, with magnets and fucking, fucking stickers. Oh, my God. And a note about how hard it is to size, sticker, size stickers. So, I shout out. Our, those, our tiny stickers, those tiny Spoop Hour stickers and the tiny 33% Pulp stickers are, like, so cute. They're, and they're I love precious. Them. They're so precious. They're adorable. They're trying. Anyway, anyway. Thank you for the gifts, friends. Thank you for the presents. It's not something spooky. It's just something... Something, something loving. amazing, and we loved it. We loved it so much. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, we t- Yeah. So, spooky thing that happened to me this week. Yeah, please tell. Or recently. So, at some point in the past since we recorded, I was falling asleep 
And I believe I've told you about my fear of the attic mm-hmm. and my fear that somebody's going to come down through my closet. Mm-hmm. Well, I was falling asleep. I was literally like, you know, that like, you're mostly asleep. You're no longer in control of your thoughts, but you're not all the way down yet. Mm-hmm. So that like, say a loud noise could start. Thanks. I hate it. Yeah. I was in that. And then I heard. No. In the closet. And I like woke the fuck up. And was like, what the shit was that? But there wasn't, like, a human being in my closet. There was no source for the noise. I couldn't figure out what the fuck it was. Like, what, did something fall? I couldn't tell. Everything looked the same. And it Which was dark. Which was this? This was probably, like, a week and a half ago. Okay, okay. So Two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. I was going to say, an entire picture frame fell over in my room the other night. No. It wasn't that. Because mine is, like, a tabletop frame. It just... Just fell nope. forward and no. then fell off the table. No. And I not only woke up, I jumped out of my skin that, and left my skin behind. Girl, that's what I did with yeah, this Yeah, I know what you mean. The I toilet just, ghost has left the toilet and is now just roaming the upstairs. Uh, but I finally got back to sleep. I like slowed my heart rate down. I watched some fun YouTube videos. Yeah. Because I was like, I gotta like, I Get can't this. read because I'm not gonna be able to concentrate on the words. I'm gonna, I need to like. I suddenly can't read. I don't, I don't know what words are. I've never known how to to words what's happening mm. to me. Well, the next morning, it's daytime. Uh-oh. I haven't been murdered in my sleep. Mm. And that's what I realized. There was an incident recently that saw me having to replace my suitcase, yeah. my carry-on suitcase. And the suitcase I replaced it with has the, like, 360 wheels, mm. and I'm obsessed yeah. with them. But it just fell over. Oh. That's all. But it sounds, when a suitcase falls yeah. over, a hardcover suitcase, when that falls over, it turns out it sounds a lot like a person dropping from the attic you're afraid of. But why did it fall over? It just, out of, I must have, like, set it down In with the 360 place. wheels, yeah. where the 360 wheels, like, 360 just enough that it, like, made it uneven, and yeah. then very, very slowly but surely fell over. Mm. I'm telling myself that, and that it wasn't someone trying to come out of the attic, they knocked over the suitcase, freaked out, went right back up in there to later knock a frame off of Sasha's tape. Yeah, I was very disoriented and couldn't figure out what had fallen mm-hmm. until the next morning. I just knew that I was so scared that I didn't want to check. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I didn't get out of bed when I looked. I just like sat straight up and like did like a real quick like, oh my God, this is how I go. But like, yeah, that was that was all. And then I did have a nightmare a couple nights later about our kitchen. <gasps> and the reason why I wanted to tell you, because yeah. ordinarily nightmares don't count as something spooky that happened to us. Right. But this one... I don't know. That one episode of Nightmares we did. That's true. We're constantly in stress. We're <laughs> always afraid. Doesn't Don't worry about it. It was when you were in Michigan. Yeah. And I think what it came from was it was the end of the night. Our mysterious third roommate was out and I knew she was going to be out and there like for the night. So I went to bed and I was like, okay, I can turn off the front light because usually I like to leave it on if there's a possibility of somebody coming in because it's not right. fun to come to a dark house. So I just leave like the front yeah. walkway it's light very on. considerate. Yeah, I try, I try to be. I, I get spooked out. So I'm like, why wouldn't you be? So I'm like, I can turn this off. Sasha is in Michigan. Mysterious third roommate is out for a night. And I think that thought of Sasha's in Michigan is what caused this dream because I dreamt that I was getting ready for bed and I turned all the lights off and I went upstairs and I heard a weird noise in the kitchen and I came back down and all of the kitchen cupboards were open and you know your conversation heart tea tins? Yes. Those were balanced on each of the cupboard doors. That's terrifying. Yes. And And very specific. Right? And then I was like, fuck. And so in the dream, I was like panicked, but I was like, there's probably somebody home. So I just like closed all the cupboards, caught the conversation heart tea tin, set them down. Mm-hmm. And then like went back upstairs to go to bed in the dream. And then I heard the noise again and I came down and same fucking thing had happened. But in the dream, apparently I'm a lot more badass than me in real life. Because in yeah. real life, I'd just like grab the cats and sleep in my car for the right. night. But in the dream, I was like, I'm very tired. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. Just do it quietly. <laughs> and then I went back up and then the dream ended. But I was like, ooh, fuck, I got to tell Sasha that because the conversation heart tea tin detail. That's, that's so creepy. Right? That's what fucking got me. They're so small. They're and so like, small I and hard to in, balance. I got them in like February, yeah. March. <laughs> so I think me thinking Sasha is in Michigan right before I went to bed oh, made my brain go, okay, Sasha, kitchen, not home. 
Oh, God. Anyway, and then the final spooky thing, it's not something spooky that happened to me, Uh but it is a spooky thing that happened to my best friend. So I was in Florida last weekend. I think I told everybody that I was going to be doing it. And since they aren't leaving the school yet, we decided not to try and summon up the ghost that is haunting Andrea's classroom. Yeah. But, but Andrea texts me a couple days ago saying, Today, during school, one of our toy centers fell over, but everything landed upright and in the bucket. Uh-uh? Uh? And I'm like, uh? What? Por qué? After school, so her teaching assistant's drawers got pushed over by something. Uh-huh. Same day. Like, they didn't fall it was too aggressive. These are her words. And I was like, oh shit, the ghost heard you're trying to get out of there. And it's like, I heard you were trying to fucking leave. So that's your spooky school update. I was just thinking about the end of Haunted Mansion uh-huh. where they were like, watch out for hitchhiking ghosts. She doesn't need that. No, she for sure doesn't. She's <laughs> she got enough sure. going on. She, she we're just going to sure white sage the car and it's not going to follow her out. So that was the school update. This is the same school where they're like different little kids over the course of the years are seen like talking to something that's not there. They yeah. talk to we talked about it a few episodes back, but same school. Mm-hmm. Ghost's still there. Ghost's still kicking. Still doing ghosty shit. So those are those are the spooky things that happened either That's to me or that were told around to me. you. Yep. Yeah, a, a spooky thing that happened. I, we were talking about like ghosts and death and spirits today in one of my classes because one of my students, in like the span of three months, has had to go to many funerals. Yikes! Um, and it's been like various people who are like either like. One grandparent from one side of the family, another grandparent from another side of the family, a parent's friend, you know, this, that, and the other. And we were just talking about, like, why is this happening to your family? <laughs> like, what is happening to you? Did your family you? wrong the mafia? Yeah. Did, what's happening here? <laughs> why is it all happening Did you disrespect a long-standing assassin? And so we, we talked a lot about family loss, which was good. It was very cathartic. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but we were also, like... Yikes. Something spooky. <laughs> and she Someone was like, yeah, I don't know. She, she's like, I mean, I'm sad, but I'm also, like, concerned. Anyway. Anyway. So, so what's in the booze, What's as in the they booze? Say. Well. Lots of things. I made a list. Do you want me to read the list out? Yes. Or just, like, start yeah, with the first thing? Do you want to start? Oh, I want to start with the, the local news, which is that... The, that lady who went to the CIA. Oh my God. <laughs> we have to talk about. Okay. So I saw the story. It's not necessarily spooky. Not it just spooky, made me laugh so hard. But I think the so CIA hard. part, like when you talk about like aliens and like conspiracy theories. theories. So this woman kept going to the CIA and insisting that she had to be there. She had an appointment. They told her to come. And the CIA is that's in not our how area. The, yeah. And that's not how the CIA does. Like. Right. That's not, like, whatever. But she said she'd been in touch with an agent. She needed to find him. She needed to find him. And they were like, okay, ma'am, I think you're mistaken. Have a great day. Please leave. Well, she came back the next day, and they told her, like, you're you're now trespassing. If you do this again, there's going to be consequences. And the third time she goes and she asks to speak to Agent Penis because that's who she'd been in contact with. And finding out that his name was Agent Penis, I laughed so fucking hard. I was at work and just, like, saw this story and, like, Full guffawed, like, each penis, what the fuck? Amazing. And the best part is the guy who was, like, having to deal with her was an Agent Pena. Yeah, which and, is like, that's close. And she was like, no, I need to see Agent Penis. Penis. And then uh, one of her worst quotes, I think, was, do you think I'm really going to leave? <laughs> like, Don't say she, that shit to the CIA. She and Andrew can get together. <laughs> they probably already are. He's Agent Penis. We just blew this whole thing wide uh, the fuck open. Oh my god. I just want to Agent eat penis. my barbecue with my friends in peace. You're not gonna, because Agent Penis is coming, Sasha. I'm gonna He's go, coming hard. I'm gonna... No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a chance I had to take it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just giving Sasha a reassuring head pat. Um, We're all fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to go on Amazon and buy one of those tabletop grills for myself and there have my go. own Korean barbecue yeah, parties you, at my house. Yeah, fuck you, we don't house. need you. We don't need you. 
Anyway. Anyway. So, so that was that our was local news. But let's talk about some other news. creepy so, shit. So what do you think? You want to start light, go dark, start dark, go light. Start dark, go light. Okay. So Sarah Lawrence? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Sarah Lawrence. At this point, probably everybody has read this story about what is essentially a cult that operated out of Sarah Lawrence University for a bit. Mm-hmm. And like, it just was like unchecked. Basically, a student asked her roommates, her dorm mates, like, hey, my dad's fallen on hard times. Can he come stay with us for a few days? Red flag number one. Yeah. No adult ever needs to stay at your college dorm. And like, right. if they do, I'm very sorry. That's not the place for you. Yeah. Sorry. We and, gotta keep shit safe. And, like, thinking back to my own experience at JMU, like, they were very strict about having outside guests. Right. Like, you would have to clear it with your RA if you're having, like, an off-camp... Not an off-campus friend, but, like, a non-JMU student staying with you. Right. You had to basically be like, hey, this is my friend from William & Mary, or this is my friend from VCU. Wherever the fuck. Like, this is my cousin. And, I, you know, I have friends who went to schools in... Like, that actually, beyond the swipe, they had, like, a person sitting, like, at the front of the thing. Yeah, and you have to, like, sign in Yeah, you have to sign in, and so that would never fly. So, So, I know it's, like, a, like, a, it's a, it's a good school, and it's private, it's exclusive. And I'm sure now they're, like, like, tightening that shit up. Yeah. But, anyway, so, so dude starts living in the dorm. An adult man. An adult man. Who's, I think, what, what was he, in his 40s? He was in his 40s. He was, like, one of the girl's fathers. Yeah, so he tells them a wonderful tale about how he is a former CIA... Former soldier. Former soldier, you like, know, it, got political all the insiders, like, yeah. made some very powerful enemies, and now that's why he's fallen on hard times, because his, his, his powerful enemies have come for him. Here's the thing. If you ever know anyone who's like, yeah, I was in the CIA. They weren't. Because if you actually were in the CIA, you, you were told you don't shit. fucking talk about it. Yeah. Like, you keep that shit locked and loaded, and you don't ever tell anyone. So, red flag. Red flags all the way down. But this motherfucker is a very charming fucking psychopath or whatever. Ah, like a cult leader. Like a cult leader. Like, narcissist D-bag asshole. And he essentially takes all these impressionable young babies... And starts being like, hey, you know, uh, it seems to me like you're going through a hard time. Maybe you should follow my advice and do some stuff and you'll feel better. Let me psychoanalyze you even though I'm not a therapist. A therapist. And I'm not claiming to be. Uh, yeah. He was a fucking super soldier, powerful, tinker, tailor, soldier, spy. Not therapist, but like, oh, you went through a rough breakup? That's because as a child you were sexually abused. And they're like oh, I don't remember that happening, but I I guess that must be it. So then all of these poor babies start distancing themselves from their family, from their Mm -hmm. other friends. Eventually they, like, move into an off-campus apartment with this asshole. He takes two of them on as his fucking wives. And, like, he starts, like, matching people up. Like, one kid was questioning his sexuality. He wasn't sure if he was gay, if he was straight, if he was bi, if he was somewhere, whatever was going on with him. He wasn't sure. And this guy's like, we'll have sex with my daughter and then I'll watch you have sex with her and then I'll analyze if that's what you're Or it wasn't his daughter, it was another one of the girls. That's right, that's yeah, right, But it yeah. was a girl that, like, he had, like, taken under his wing and, like, who really was like, oh, this seems like a good idea. This is a great idea, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. So they do that, and then, like, he's like... And it's like, really manipulative, because at first, like, when she goes in and like, kisses him, he thought she had a crush on him, or, right. like, that, oh, this is gonna be something. It's like, no, it was that Ray told her to, like, go, go start. for it, yeah. And then he started coaching them through their sex. And like, and insisting that, like, people have sex in front of him so he could be like, no, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And but then, then he would also participate sometimes. Yeah, I know, and it's really, like, uh, you stay away from, ugh, yeah. ugh. And, like, he started, like, implementing financial abuse over them as well, because well, the apartment was in his name, he bought it, and he said that they kept doing damage to it and that they would need to pay him back. So it's so like... they started he, extorting their parents, basically. Yeah, because he'd be like, you broke the oven, you owe me $48,000 because I had to fix it and had to buy a new oven. And you stained this part of the carpet, that's $6,000 to fix. And obviously, these are college students who don't have that kind of money. So then they turn to their parents and say, hey, this guy says that I owe him $52,000 because I stained some stuff and broke his table. Please pay him. 
So these poor parents are like, okay, well, either I tell my kid no and I never speak to them again because they're clearly in a fucking cult, or I keep this so that they know that they have an open communication line and they can come and I home. take out a mortgage and like yeah. all this stuff. And oh, horrible. And it's not just that. It was There was physical abuse, too. And yep. again, with this kid, I, the kid who got out is the kid who was questioning sexuality. Yeah. But there was one point that basically the, the dude made like a vice grip out of aluminum foil mm-hmm. and saran wrap and wrapped it around the boy's penis. Oh. And like, and he would beat him and he would do all sorts of like, like weird physical... Things, but he then started pulling people from outside as well. So, like the siblings mm-hmm. of some of the people he had um, he had targeted. targeted. He starts pulling those people in, and that's when his whole crazy story starts to come out. He started saying the political enemies he made were like Rudy Giuliani and some dude with Rudy Giuliani, mm-hmm. and that all of these kids were recruited by these powerful enemies to poison him and try to kill him. But they because this was just because they were acting out because their parents had horribly abused them. Even though they didn't. None of this had ever happened. Like, there was this was never a thing. But he's like, you came to poison me, and then you owe me because you tried to poison me. So now you have to, like, do everything I say because you tried to kill me, and now you feel really sorry about it. And they're like, okay, yeah, I guess, because that's mm. how fucking cults work. And I just, I hate it. Yeah. I get some, so mad about cults. Some weird details... When you look at the timeline, mm-hmm. these kids would have been in college at the same time that we were. Yeah. And like, that's... They were set to graduate, like, when I was graduating. And that's what terrifies me. Because, like, if you were in a situation... So, we're going to pretend these... It's 2013. It's 2013. Mm-hmm. I am freshly out of college. You're still in. So, we'll say it's 2012. Okay. 20, uh, 2011. Well, 2011. We'll say it's 2011. So, I'm, like, a senior in college. Mm-hmm. You're getting ready to be a senior, whatever. And I see you start going down this path. Yeah. And then I'm, like... Like, I always, I'm always afraid of something. Because, like, if I saw you in that position, I would want to be like, hey, maybe you come sleep in my dorm for a little bit, and we hang out, and it's okay. And and that's the thing about this, well, so first off, Sarah Lawrence only has, like, 330 students to begin with, right? And a lot of these kids who are in this particular dorm situation in the first place were kids who never felt like they had belonged when they were in high school. Mm-hmm. They were looking for a place to belong. They were and like, get, like seeking that college like, community, experience. right? Yeah. And they were all feeling lonely and so they banded together and that was part of what like did them in. And that's something that I've like told my students every year, like at the end of the year when the seniors are about to leave, I said, Your friends freshman year don't have to be your friends all Forever. four years. No. I was like, you do what you need to do to get through your first year of college and you start joining other clubs and organizations and you find friends and you don't have to ever talk to people your freshman year ever again. And I feel like I should have all of my students read this article and be like, like, this is why. (laughs) Yeah, like the thing that scares me, like if I were to see someone in this position, like I constantly worry about like, what would you do? Because like I would want to help and be like, hey, I see you're in this situation. Come hang out at my dorm. But then you run the risk of them going, fuck you. You're just trying to undo this cult, which has been really good for me, and you're the and problem. And why are you calling it a cult? It's, it's not, not a, cult. a cult. They're just yeah. my friends. Like, so, like, yeah. I'm using you as an example because yeah, you're please. on the scotch with me, but, like, if you had done that, I wouldn't know what to do because right. I'd want to get you out of there, but, yeah. like, I don't want to make you think that you can't come to me when you're finally ready to get out of there. Like, what the fuck yeah. do you do? I hate it. One, there's that one detail at the end about the one girl who escaped and, like, changed her name. Yeah, she, like, she, like bounced. She bounced. Like, she, like, she didn't even pack her stuff. She just left her it stuff was, like, and escaped. Wasn't it, like, her work manager or something? like was like hey is everything okay okay? and she was like nope Nope. and then they were like all right and that was it they like new identity moved multiple states multiple times and fucking bounced yeah like that would be what i would want to do yeah but how do you like it's so scary to be like hey so i see you're doing this because like when you're in that you truly believe this is the right thing for me right and there's nothing wrong with this and those poor parents and like the poor people who are able to escape the situation and the people who are like who Who are are still in in. it's so sad yeah just help them. And yeah. adult men, stop. Stop. Like, I, th- I see you. Fucking don't. The entire time I was worried that someone got murdered or someone, like, died. Yeah. Luckily, that didn't happen. But I yes. was definitely, like, Ugh, the entire time I was reading Yeah. That. And, like, this asshole, his fucking conspiracy theories about, like, the people who are after him. He's like, my mom's trying to poison me. She hired you to poison me. And it's like... His ex-wife is abusing the children. Yeah. But they which were coached the- through it. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, child Rudy services Giuliani came and was like, no, Rudy me. Giuliani's doing it. And it's like... People have other things going on in their lives besides you, you right. fucking asshole. Oh, I hate cults. Anyway, if you're ever in a situation like that, email spoophour at gmail.com and we will come get you. 
Like we'll help you. We'll help you. I will make. I'm good at making up like pretendsy stories. I'm very excellent at faking emergency phone calls. Yes. Did you witness me when I had to do that with our mysterious third roommate? Yeah. Uh, I didn't witness it, but oh, I that's know right. you had yeah. to. Yeah. I'm really good at it. So if you're in a situation and you need some help, email spoopour at gmail.com. I will give you the fake emergency phone call, and you get the fuck out of there and do what you need to do to stay safe because. Okay. Yeah. The world is scary. There is a great... In Letterkenny, there's an episode where the main character is, like, trying to get back out into the dating scene. Yeah. And there's a psychiatrist who mm-hmm. is like, do you know the fake phone call? And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, of course I know what the fake phone call is. She goes, okay, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm going to go tell my friend to not call me. <laughs> and then... Because I like where this night is going. And then she goes to the bathroom and then he calls the matchmaker and he's like, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, no! And then the next day he goes on, um, uh, a phone rings and the girl is like, oh, I have to get this. He goes, you told your friend to call (laughs) five minutes into the date, right? And she was like, no. (laughs) I usually, I have text phrases set up. Um, Usually it's my best friend, but I'm like, like, the last time I was dating was right around her wedding. And there was a terrible date that I was on with a guy who was truly like casually racist five minutes in got worse uh, from yes, there racist. and I was just like fuck this I want fucking out and so I texted her and I'm like if I do not text you in half an hour that I am in my car I need you to call me with a wedding emergency that only I can solve as your maid of honor and she goes got it because he also went to the bathroom like three times in the span of you know the 30 minutes we were on this fucking date yeah so yikers but anyway just ugh, stay safe pumpkins so other thing this is more like Cuckoo Banana. Did you read the Treva Thornberry? Thornberry? No, tell me okay. about it. So, Treva Thornberry, this was, it came out at about the same time as the Sarah Lawrence yeah, Cold article. Yeah, you texted me and I was like, like the wild Thornberries? <laughs> no, no, it's Thronberry. That's what, kept, that's what kept throning me. So, basically, this girl, she disappeared. She, she was a senior in high school and she just dropped off the face of the earth Nobody saw or heard from her ever again. Right before she had done this, she accused her dad of molesting her. And her sisters were like, no, that's not what happened. And her parents were like, we still love you. We don't know why you're saying these things. They're not true. Right. Please come home. Right. And then she just she just disappeared. Nobody saw her. Whatever. Well, then, 10 years later, Ooh. this new girl comes into town. And she is a junior in high school. And she's really good in English and she's really quiet, but she talks about how like, you know, she's, she's basically, she has to keep getting taken in by people because she's on the run from like a super abusive family Mm -hmm. and, you know, there was molestation and all kinds of horrible abuse. And so she had to get out of there and now she just wants to like play tennis and have a normal high school experience and like... She got involved with a security guard who was manipulating her and... charged. a Lifetime movie? It, it reads like one. Oh, God. Because, like, as time goes on, like, they're basically like, hey, in order to get you a birth certificate, you have to do, like, these certain steps. But, like, we found evidence that your name is not what you say it is. So can you just, like, answer some of our questions? And she's like, well, no, it doesn't matter. Da, 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 da. Turns out this bitch is Treva Throneberry. So she's this, like, fucking late 20s woman re-enrolled in high school as a 16-year-old. So, I haven't... We, we <laughs> fell off this horse on Riverdale this season. <laughs> and I texted you the other day because I was like, it's getting even crazier. There's organ harvesting now. Of course. Of course. And someone who we thought was dead in season one is not dead. Yeah. Anyway. Spoiler removed. Oh, no! Don't <laughs> Yeah, apparently he's now Dad Michael Murdery. But, yeah, anyway. Dad Michael Murdery, am I right, ladies? But it's just this weird thing where it's like, what? You're pretending to be a high school student? Like, I know sometimes people look at me and be like, you're a teacher, but you look like a student. You look like a baby. But, I don't know. I have bags under my eyes. I could not pass for a high school student. People will be like, oh, yeah, she's definitely an adult, but she looks like a young adult. Well, here's what I think is going on with us. Because all the high school shows have to use adult people. Yep. 
oh, we yeah. are the same age as the people playing teenagers. So then when people see teenagers in Riverdale, in Pretty Little Liars, in whatever the fuck, they're our age. So that's why we don't actually look like real teenagers. We look like TV teenagers. Cole Sprouse and KJ Apple walked about five feet away from me and waved and said, thanks for coming out. And you and didn't ask them why Ethel's dad wasn't the black head. I didn't have a chance. They were Ugh. being escorted very fast out of the room. Whatever. And we were like the last stragglers. And Whatever. I see how it is. Cole Sprouse is very tall. I believe it. He's incredibly Gangly. tall. And he's very good looking. And Jack and I have decided, both of us, he can get it. He could get it. He could get us. <laughs> <laughs> the whole crew. The whole, just... Happy birthday, Happy Cole birthday. Sprouse. Email spoopout at gmail.com if you'd like to claim this coupon. <laughs> anyway, back on depression face. But, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Treva Throneberry so, was actually born what? in 1969. Okay. But uh, as of 2003, she falsely claimed to be a woman named Brianna Stewart, who was born in 1981. So she was well into her 20s and telling everyone... I'm 16, I'm 16, I'm 16. She got a little teenage boyfriend and like they were super serious and she was like, this is so nice for me because one of her stories was that she suffered ritualistic satanic abuse. She's like, you know, coming from that to this, like my parents are in this satanic cult. It's so nice. Your your mom's so nice to me. I love it. I can't believe your mom made me a prom fucking dress. Uh-huh. And then they like, they essentially, they had her take a DNA test and it proved 100% she's not who she says she is. And she was charged with fraud and perjury because basically she was collecting welfare under fraudulent identities. And right. she claimed, I'm doing that because I'm the victim of abuse. But as it turns out, maybe not. And like, there's like twisty turns with like the original abuse claims she made where her sisters have now come forward and said that. No, it wasn't their dad, but their uncle was abusing them. Yeah. And they they worry that the reason why Treva is doing this is because there was that element. And then she said it was their dad because she couldn't be she couldn't be honest with the truth. Right. But she had to tell some of it. And that was her way of doing it. And then they feel bad because they're like, should we have should we have done something about this when we when we knew it was happening? Because it happened to us too. But it is I highly recommend you read the whole article. It is bananas yeah. because it begs the question. You're a con artist. You're yes. going to do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever. Why would you go back to high school? It's the so, same issue I have with Twilight. Why would you go to high school? High school sucks. So, Brianna... What was her name? Brianna Stewart? Brianna Stewart, yeah. So, in 20... I just looked up her name. Just, <laughs> in 2016, there was an article called Suspect in Hotel Assault Cleared of Charges. Uh-oh. Because... A man who is an act, he was, oh yeah, there is, it is. He is a registered. <laughs> he, is, he is a registered sex offender. Mm-hmm. Was accused of assaulting an hotel employee, and it turns out they like nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. What happened? What had, he? She said that this guy like grabbed her from behind and like tried to sexually assault her and like told the cops and who it was and da 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 da. As it had turns out, she was trying to steal his meth Jesus and she beat Christ. him up. And as it turns out, this hotel lady, the the employee at the hotel, who is saying this, this guy assaulted me, is a person named Brianna Kenzie. Yep, that's in her Wikipedia yep. page. <laughs> because Brianna Kenzie is actually Brianna Stewart, actually. Actually, Treva Thornberry. Thornberry. Yeah, like basically, it is the the whole story is bananas. I and that was in twenty sixteen. Yeah, like she was like, still up to her. After her, after her tricks. Oh, As of, like... She inspired an episode of Law & Order SVU. That makes sense. Yeah, like, once she... She lost her court case and was mm-hmm. arrested and everything, but she still said, I'm just I'm just a 19-year-old. Because she said that she graduated with the class of 2000. And she was born in 1969. Like, no. 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 And, like, ugh. It's a banana story. I highly recommend you read the whole thing. It is. Why does she look like someone I used to work with? Did you work with someone named Brianna? No. <gasps> but she looks like someone I used to work with. Well, because she has that kind of like, not to be mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but she kind of looks like just like a generic brunette, like from the South. Like she's got bangs. She's got Like I worked tails, with someone like... who looks exactly like her high school photo. Yeah. I just would love like 
I, I searched Treva Throneberry Riverdale. Oh, because maybe to they... see if maybe that's where they got that from. But no, no, that's just yeah. their own well, batshit craziness. I, I mean, I feel like part of that it's always happened. Like we had it happen here. I don't know. I think you were living in the area. It was before I knew you because I was in like seven. Well, I've ep- been here ep- since nineteen eighty two. Yeah, so yeah. you were definitely <laughs> in the area. 1919. Paul VI had oh. that guy. There was a, a semi-local high school to us. It was a private Catholic school. Had this guy yes. enroll who said, I'm Steven Spielberg's nephew. Please, can I enroll in your high school? Mm. And they go, this seems legit. Come on in. You're definitely a teenager. No, he was not. And he, like, he was dating teenagers and around the teenagers. And he was a grown-ass fucking man. I want to say he was, like, 23. But people didn't, like, they didn't uh. look into it because he said he was Steven Spielberg's nephew. And then finally, Steven Spielberg's camp called them back and was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's funny. Okay, I just searched Paul the Sixth, Steven Spielberg. There's the Washington Post, Spielberg story, a self-made star who fell to earth. No other student at Paul the Sixth High School. Da, 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 yeah, da. Da. Child porn charged in Spielberg case. Yep. John Lyle, who first admitted to admitted Spielberg in Paul, you know, Paul the Sixth, 1998. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da, da. Paul the Sixth High School discovers student scam. That's the one. <laughs> E.T., the extra teenager. Maybe I wasn't in seventh grade then. It was, I, we were definitely was, living here. We were, it was in 1998. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I would have been in fifth grade when yeah. I heard about it. And 2000 was so. when like it was big news. Yeah, so that must have been yeah, so I would have been in uh, fifth grade maybe sixth when Ooh, it broke. I want to read this later. Oh yeah, Washington it's Post. fucking bananas. On his first day of high school, Jonathan Taylor Spielberg Jonathan Taylor Spielberg, I mean, are you serious? He's like, who's a big star from the 90s? Jonathan Taylor Thomas and then Steven I Spielberg. can't pretend to be Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas who else is a big deal? Steven Spielberg. He was a sensation. The principal escorted him around the cafeteria introducing him Den did the same in several classes. No other Paul, the, uh, student at Paul the Sixth Catholic High School had ever received that kind of treatment. Soon Spielberg began parking his flashy blue BMW coupe in the principal's parking spot or in the visitor's Jesus circle Christ. out front. A privilege unheard of in, in, in school annals. The typical freshman doesn't even have a driver's license. But Spielberg was no ordinary freshman. He said he was the nephew of filmmaker Steven Spielberg and he played the role of celebrity teenager beautifully. Jesus he sprinkled Christ. his conversations with Hollywood names, handed out $10 bills to classmates and wore expensive clothing outside of school. He had a show business air, classmates said, and frequently suggested his famous uncle might be giving money to the private Fairfax City School. And that's for sure how he was able to even, like, get his foot in the door. Because if it was just, like, somebody pretending, like, yeah, I'm in high school, they would have looked in if it was just, like, Joe Smith off the street. But because he's Steven Spielberg's nephew... As the truth about Jonathan Spielberg slowly unspools that he was born Anushrivan D. Farkon and changed his name two and a half years ago, he's likely in his late 20s. He attended two Northern Virginia colleges before he set his sights on Paul VI. Christ. (laughs) Jesus. Like, we had the internet then. You have no excuse. Just do a quick fucking Google. Anyway. That's you ready? so funny. We have talked and for almost an hour. Disturbing. Yes. Tell me <laughs> okay. more. Okay. So, well, no, I was like, you oh. ready to move on to our next yes. news update? Yes. This is the best one, the happiest one. April 30th, 2019, Yeti footprints sighted, claims Indian Army tweet. I was so excited because- He's real. I went to Disney World again <laughs> last month and was walking through the Expedition Everest line and just like- pressed my face against the glass and I was like we talk about this on my podcast you're real <laughs> you're real it's really happening guys and the tweet says for the first time and hashtag Indian Army Mountaineering Expedition Team has cited mysterious footprints of the mythical beast Yeti measuring 32 by 15 inches close to the Makalu base camp on April 9th 2019 this elusive snowman has only been cited at the Makalu Baran National Park in the past and then they have the pictures of look He's at those fucking it's real, you guys. We'll post these pictures to the Instagram. You decide. Is he real? Is it finally happening? We just don't know, but what a time to be alive. <laughs> the Yeti's real, guys. The Yeti is real. So shout out to 33% Pulp, who I believe were the first... I think Lindsay was the first one to tweet this at us. Yeah, because... She saw it and was like, oh my god. You guys and I was need like, to know. Oh! And yeah. I like, choked. It was very good. Yeah, and it's it's so good. What do you think? Is it the real Yeti? 
I want to. I want to believe. I want to, to quote believe, the X Files. To quote the X Files, I one hundred percent want to believe, but also one hundred percent, this is not a real yeti. No, it can't be. Real. It's got to be just like a weird fucking footprint from like a. It's bear a weird or some footprint, shit. or like the snow was melting and it was someone's. Poop. Regular, yeah, or like it was someone's regular footprint <laughs> well, in the snow melting for, weird. For example, right before we started recording, I was upstairs playing Ace Attorney and you were watching me play. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I was upstairs pooping. <laughs> I was, I mean, when am I not pooping? That's fair. She's pooping right now. <laughs> oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? You'd <laughs> end be like, of the podcast. If you shit yourself pod- <laughs> during recording, podcast over. Podcast over. I'm out. Welcome to the last episode of Spoop Hour. I would do anything for Spoop Hour, but I, I will not do, do that. that. <laughs> Like friendship over. Friendship over. <laughs> oh, I thought you and Sasha were really close. Yeah, but then she shit, shit herself, herself while I was sitting next to her on the couch, and yeah. she shit herself intentionally. It wasn't a medical mishap, right? If it was a medical mishap, like let's say, like I was in the hospital, I would and, understand. Yeah, that. you'd understand. I that. would understand if you had no control. Yeah. you have control. I have control. <laughs> anyway, we were playing Ace Attorney upstairs, and it got to the end of like that court one court, courtroom day where. The, Clown, yeah, there was a clown. There's a fucking clown. There's a fucking clown. I was, I was fascinated. This is a great game. Yeah, but he was like, the reason I didn't tell you guys about it is because the prosecutor didn't want me to say what I saw. And she's like, yeah, because it was stupid. And he was like, <laughs> the the guy murdered him, and, and then, then he flew the in the air. And then there was like this really corny like flash animation of like. It's kind of like when Poochie goes to space yes. in The Simpsons. It just is like the one cell it going just flies off. It just yep. flies off the screen. <laughs> and and because he didn't leave footprints. No. There was only one set of footprints. In the snow. Where and the, Jesus the... certainly didn't kill him. We don't know that. Have we asked Jesus? We haven't. There's no... Uh, I have. I don't know that there's a Jesus, Jesus in this Jesus, email spoopower at gmail.com. Tell us if you killed this dude. Yeah. Anyway, we didn't do these plugs at the beginning. Spoop Hour is on Instagram and Twitter. We're at Spoop Hour. That was a very long intro. It was a very long intro. Also, on May 19th, we're (laughs) doing live stream for for The the Cure. Cure. I was so prepared to do a better ad for this today. And clearly, it's happening now. I, I listened to that the other day. Yeah, the, the 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 beginning of yeah. the episode. Thank you. you. It sounded good. Thank you. Yeah. I tried really hard to cobble it together. And anyway, we are doing live stream for the cure on May nineteenth. May nineteenth. So when you're listening to it this Sunday, come hang out at eleven a.m. Eastern time. Mm-hmm. I say we get Starbucks because we're fucking live streaming. Yeah. So let's fucking do it. So, yeah, There's so gonna be at least one game. We haven't firmed up exactly what we're doing, but it's for sure gonna be fun. And just so, as soon as she said that we're doing a game, I was like, hell. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, I'm really excited. Well, I can't, I've been in. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we committed to this a while ago. We yeah. can't bail on cancer. Um, so what live stream... What but is, cancer should bail on us. Cancer should bail on us. And that's the new motto for live stream for The Cure, which is an event we're participating in, hosted by the Epic Film Guys. And these gentlemen, or this is the third annual. They've organized it twice before. Yeah. Basically, it's a couple days of nonstop live streaming. So you'll get people who live stream themselves playing video games. You'll get podcasters and independent content content creators like us just live streaming to fundraise for the Cancer Research Institute, which is doing some really good work to fight fucking cancer because fuck cancer. Like, fuck that shit. It's so cliche and trite to say, but like, fuck that. So we are participating. We're going to be doing a half hour segment on May 19th. You can get details at livestreamforthecure on Twitter or livestreamforthecure.com. And it's just, it's a great way. If you're not able to join us, you can donate money. You can buy a t-shirt. So then you have swag. Everybody wins. You get cool swag and your friends are going to be like, oh, what's live stream for the cure? And you're going to be like, I'm super hip and into podcasts. And these podcasts are trying to fight fucking cancer. You're welcome, world. And then you can like air horn, drop that mic and backflip out of there. So join us on May 19th to see this live. As incentive, I have an appointment with my hairstylist the day before, so I'm finally going to get a fucking haircut and get re-upped on my hair dye. You want to see what's going to come out, don't you? May 19th, 11 a.m., you get to see it. Podcasts are not normally a visual... Visual. They're not a visual medium, but this time they are. That was so good up until that moment, though. We were doing great. Anyway. You know what? When we're live, you're going to see the magic happen. You're going to see how often Sasha looks at me in horror and how often we, like, do weird visual bits and, like, touch each other. Not in a weird way. That came out weird. In a normal way. How often we put our hands in each other's mouths while we podcast. 
and you'll yeah, get to see it. Isn't it amazing? We can like talk with each other's hands in each other's I know. Mouths. I have both of your hands in my mouth and I, it's great. This yeah. is the best day of my We're life. We're very good at articulating. And you know you want to see that. So join us May 19th, 11 a.m. Live stream for The Cure. Check it out. Boop, boop. Fuck cancer. So thank you for joining us for what turned out to be an hour of spoop. Originally, we thought this was going to be a mini-sode. Now I'm super glad we didn't try to talk about the news in a regular episode. Me too. There was just too much of we it. We had so much to talk about. It's been yeah. a very spoopy news I'm week. sorry that I spent 17 minutes on Korean barbecue. <laughs> Never be sorry about Korean barbecue. I just, barbecue. there was like a lot of like preface before I was yeah, like, you had and to then she it. almost murdered yeah, us. Yeah, like it starts <laughs> with this one time I got bad service at a restaurant and it ends with, and now he's wearing my skin. Like, everybody wins. That creepypasta writes itself. It writes... Augie, I know you're going to do it. Augie, you got this girl. If you're very busy, we understand. We'll wait patiently for when it comes. If anybody else wants to write it, we'll read that too. But Augie. But don't use my name, please. Don't uh, use Sasha's my, name. My poor soul if, won't be able to handle Tell you what, if somebody does accidentally, they you're, forget, they use your name, I'll change it. Okay. I'll just go in there and I'll change it to like... Penelope. Pen- Penelope. That's a great there choice. We, we don't really know any Penelopes. So perfect. So I'll change it. We'll be fine. I'll change perfect. it to pineapple. Anyway, thank you, you lovely pineapples. Have a great day. I hope nobody tries to follow you to your car and make Korean barbecue out of you. And yeah. But you might be tasty. I mean, we're not saying we wouldn't. Justin, can you believe it's almost time? Time for what? The 2019 live stream for The Cure. This is our third year hosting this amazing event with every single cent going toward cancer research. The Cancer Research Institute funds research into immunotherapy to create a future immune to all forms of cancer. And this amazing nonprofit organization is rated over 92% by CharityNavigator.org and puts 88 cents of every dollar toward cancer research. Last year, thanks to an amazing team of collaborators, fans, supporters, and listeners, we raised over $5,000 in 30 hours on the air. And this year, with your help, we're going for our biggest goal yet. Tune in May 17th to the 19th on twitch.tv slash Epic Film Guys for 40 hours of amazing content as we try to reach $7,500. For more information or to find out how you can become a part of the event, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. <laughs>